welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Sunday, the 9th of July, 2023. The top five has been called. Steve, we were away last week because I was under the weather. But we're back. We've only got a couple more, a few, not a couple. We've got a few more rounds to go in um, in the season. Um, of course, round 15 has finished. But since we last had a chat, we've got a couple of, um, we know the finals for the AFR Cup and the Standard Cup. Yeah, that's, that's going to be exciting. Um, all the cup comps are uh, reaching their zenith. And uh, we'll be back on Champions League next week, which will be, yeah, it'll be exciting. Yeah, yep. All right, let's jump into it, mate. Because we had a, we did have some close games this week, but we also had some um, some blowouts in some of them. Um, we'll start with the original league because, of course, I haven't done the commissioner votes on that one as yet. Um, first game, mate, was the Blue Flames up against the Heroes. The Heroes got up here one seventy seven to continue the Blue Flames' misery of a season of one forty three point five um, for the Heroes. Couple of really big scores here. Um, Charlie Kerno getting 20 at forward was pretty good, but Andrew Brayshaw getting 22 at Rover was outstanding. You got Jared Witz picking up 22 at Ruck. Uh, Will 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 Willem Drew getting um, 14 at Tagger. Um, his midfield was also very consistent, although his centre of um, Sarong only getting 24 might be a little bit of a concern for the Blue Flames. Tried a couple of things with Logan McDonald moving to four, uh, only getting four. He was obviously a trade on the on the deadline. Um, Luke Parker into forward, obviously missing a, a a key forward, not a key forward, but obviously missing a forward there. Um, Lucky Neil got 32 at centre, but uh, Cripps and Blitzars, Blitzars 20 at Tagger was outstanding. You know, Cripps only get, and Cripps only, Cripps getting 24 at Rover. Couple of good signs there for the Blue Flames, mate. But once again, just can't quite keep up with the uh, the big guns. Yeah, obviously, um, no forward line. I mean, Jeremy Cameron still waiting for him to come back, and it sounds like uh, Tom Lynch will not be back this year. So the Blue Flames more or less put the queue in the rack. Uh, I guess if Cameron had played, that could have made a bit of a difference and actually made the game a bit closer. Um, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't to be. But like you said, the Heroes, are, they're really warming up now. That win over the wild cards was huge for them a couple of weeks back, and they are now just warming into some beautiful form, I would say. They look like the team to beat. Yep. Yep. Uh, in terms of the commissioner votes, I've given three to Andrew Brayshaw, which is a little bit controversial, considering Cripps got more. But um, Cripps I gave to two, and Blitzards I gave one. Nice. Natas versus the Titans was the next one, mate. This came down to the wire. 0.5 was in it. Titans got up 171.5 to Natas Adulterers 171. Um, for Ben, um, Tyson Stengel getting a bag, 32 against uh, North Melbourne at in forward. Um, Blake Hardwick, another trade that came through um, just on the, the deadline, Um Moved into midfield, or was being played in midfield, sorry. Picked up 18, which is a good a good inclusion for him. Jeremy Howe is obviously back in that lineup, but um, 
Weedering getting 17 at Keyback. Um, also, Riley O'Brien getting 20 at Ruck. Um, for Natasha Dolters, Sean Darcy, 29 at Ruck. So nearly 60 hitouts for the poor man, and they still went down. Um, Connor Nash getting 20 at Rover. Tom Stewart getting 21 at Keyback. Um, and Hawkins getting 23 at Forward. Uh, Toby Green only getting the two points. was... Uh, not what lost it for him, but certainly didn't help. Yeah, this is a bit of a, a shock result after the... I mean, well, after Danaher flopped, um, this looked like it was how far Natas, and especially because we knew Sean Darcy would be playing against no ruck, uh, with like Carlton having no ruck, basically, at the moment. So it was always going to be a massive score from the adulterers in that regard. But, man, Stengel, who I think he only kicked 11 goals all year, suddenly kicked five. I mean, I've no, obviously, North Melbourne is North Melbourne, but... But wow, that talk about a timely uh, delivery of that result for the Titans. Who I mean, and this is an epic, epic matchup here. Like fourth versus fifth, uh, the Titans. Um, they've, they've shown they've got. I mean, I you know last time we talked a couple of weeks ago, I was calling into question whether the Titans are actually going to make the finals. And now not only have they won last week, but they've now topped Natas and are um, are starting to threaten the top three. Dare I say it? Uh, so yeah, watch out. Um, Natas uh, certainly a body blow to them and their finals hopes, but um, but the Titans uh, not just content to uh, make finals at the moment. They're starting to rattle the cage a little. They are. They are and they're getting a little bit of a buffer. Um, in terms of the commission of our teammate, hard to go past Sean Darcy with the three. Uh, Stengel got two and Connor Nash got one. Nice. Next game, the Bucks. Versus the Dingoes. Steve, this one has got to hurt. The Bucks got up here, 142.5 to the Dingoes, 136.5. So it was a relatively close game. Um, Darcy Parrish in the second last game, getting 21 at Rover, sort of dragged the, this club over the line. But Luke Ryan, 32.5 at Keyback is nuts. Um, Max King, really, this is going to hurt the Bucks getting injured. I assume, because he got zero. Um, his, mid, his midfield and his centre really, really dropped off. Josh Dacos getting 14, but Lockie Hunter only getting the 11, and Zach Butters getting 22. That hurt. For yourself, Steve, Taylor Walker at key forward did okay, getting 18, but it was uh, Noah Anderson getting 19 at midfield. Um, Harrison Himmelberg getting 18 at key back, and, of course, um, the big O, Oscar McInerney getting 17.5 at Ruck. But Luke Ryan, he's the dagger that put the uh, put you to the sword, really, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I obviously, he was the last player playing last game. He, I knew he needed 27 at key back. And I thought, well, you know, there's probably apart from Sicily, there's no other key back that you'd even give a chance of getting anywhere near that. Yep. And, uh, and he had 18 at three-quarter time, which is pretty damn good. And I thought... No, I, I reckon I'm still right here. And then, man, he just, man, he's a freak. But mm -hmm. um, this is a brutal, brutal game for me, to be honest, because, like, I looked like when Max King, he literally went down in the first minute and is out for the year now, Max King, which is... Oh, really? Yep. So that's a huge blow to the Bucks. Um, uh, I, I think they might have, you know, obviously they, they were doing okay in the first half of the year when he wasn't around, so obviously they've got some sort of depth, but... Um, yeah, that's not doesn't that's it's not going to make uh, not going to make uh, Kent happy, I'm sure. But um, 
uh, a, a desperate win for the Bucks. I, I feel really like I'm I'm happy for the Bucks because you know this is a they've had some bad luck this year and this was a crucial win, desperate win they needed super bad and they and they've got it so that's awesome and despite but when when Max King went down though I thought oh how far am I going to win by and mm-hmm. uh, and then of course along came Saturday night where Ben King who's not injured matched Max with a big fat donut. Petrarca, who I think they're talking about getting three Brownlow votes, managed only eight kicks for me, which he does every now and then. I love it when he does that. Mm-hmm. And then the one I was really crying about all weekend was obviously the one I've been complaining to you and Cameron Baker about was I picked Dylan Williams to make his dingo's debut over Nick Blakey. And that cost me a cool 12 points, which, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Dylan, you're probably going, yeah, back to yeah. for the rest of the year. But, um, uh, what can I say? It's, uh, it was a tough, a tough loss, but I, I didn't deserve to win. It was an ordinary performance by some of my blokes. Um, and the Bucks, yeah. um, man, Parrish created the wound, and then Ryan just put the salt in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the Bucks. Um, they've got Bailey Fritch, who's gone for eight weeks. Yep. Um, and Finlayson. If, so it'll be lucky in Finlayson, yeah. Yeah. That'll- and Phyllis's been playing awesome, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he he might be okay, but obviously, I think most you'd still, as he has been, you'd still play Max King ahead of those guys. But yep, yep. Uh, commissioner votes: I gave three to um, Luke Ryan, two to Parrish, and one to Oscar. Oh, nice, Oscar. Um, Next one was the Chargers versus the Scorpions. Close game here as well, Steve. Scorpions got up in the end, 150.5 to the Chargers, 148.5. Not having a ruck is really starting to bite the Chargers badly. Um, Not start, actually. It's been doing it quite a bit lately. Um, For the Scorpions, uh, Caleb Daniel getting 32 at centre was outstanding, but Rory Laird was obviously the shining light for the Scorpions, getting 21 at Rover. Um, Bontempelli getting 16 at Tag was also pretty good. Eric Hipwood, ex-Charger, put me to the sword, <laughs> getting 23 at forward. At, sorry, at key forward. Um, for the Chargers, relatively, I'm relatively happy with the score, to be honest, mate, other than not having a ruck. So if I put 15 points on that from a ruck perspective... The score looks serviceable. Jesse Hogan picked up 30 at key forward. Um, Jai Amos had a bit of a, a low game, but then again, so did Fremantle. Um, Jai Newcomb was outstanding for me, getting 19 at Rover. Um, Liam Duggan, um, well, we know what West Coast's back line is getting absolutely smashed these days, so the ball's definitely going in there. He got 22.5 for me. But, yeah, no ruck is really... As soon as we walked out of that pre-season... Oh, sorry, the mid-season draft, mate, and they stopped playing Finlayson... Oh, sorry, Finn, Flynn, and uh, <laughs> Bruce is just not coming back. So I just literally, don't, I've got no one. Anyway, I don't even have one person which will go, because I think in the last four weeks, I've only had one person get one hit out, and that was Jesse Hogan. Yep. <laughs> so it's not yep. like I've got someone else that I can go, oh, at least I know they're going to get two points <laughs> or a point. So, yeah, obviously really hurting me. This is a huge game between uh, the Chargers and the Scorpions because obviously whoever was going to win this game was going to be right, right there in the mix with the, you know, in the current battle for finals positions. But basically, with this, unfortunately for you, this uh, ruck costing loss, um, yep. I think now the Scorpions are the ones who are right there knocking on the door, and the Chargers' season is all but over. Yeah, 
yeah that um that lack of ruck situation has just burnt me i think three times now um in terms of the commission of votes mate i go three to rory laird two to duggan and one to jesse hogan yep no doubt about that all righty um dozers versus the wild card sorry wild cards yes. versus dozers something happened dozers. in this game i feel like the like some like did they wear the wrong uniforms or something yeah. <laughs> like somebody did some, i think there's been a mistake something went wrong because the, the, these scores seemed backwards to you do you, i don't know do you think that yeah, this is a definitely, a, I'd call this upset of the year. The Dozers got up 169.5, so they would have beaten nearly everyone. <laughs> um, versus the Wildcards, who have been the, one of the form teams, they put up 126. So the Dozers, um, Jamari Hagen getting 25 at key forward. Um, Goulden getting 24 at midfield. Um, LDU getting 18 at Rover. Jack Steele, 24 at Tagger. Um, Darcy Cameron getting 17.5 at Ruck was outstanding. Now, for the wild cards, Peter Wright was pretty damn good, getting a lazy 29 at key forward. Zach Merritt was also pretty good, getting 21 at midfield. But for those ups, you've got Jordan Ridley, who only got one rebound for the game. Oscar Allen, who we know with the West Coast forward line, is not scoring exactly much, but he kicked a goal. But Josh Kelly also only got two at Rover. So there were certainly some downs, but even if you add another couple points onto those, wouldn't have come close to the dozer, Steve. No, this is – I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's not just the upset. It's the manner of the upset, the fact that it's a 40-odd point rashing. Like, it's – it's. I mean, it's, it beggars belief. Like, Tom Green and Josh Kelly are the ones that are the, the huge question marks there to me. Obviously – I don't know if the wild cards quite clued into the fact that Jack Zebel was going to play sub this week, and that had been announced pretty clearly and early. So Zebel was points were always going to be a bit down. Ridley, it seems to be pretty obvious. Ridley, he's not consistently playing in the back line anymore. Um, mm. He's turning into more of a mid. Um, and then, but then, yeah, Kelly and Green solo. Like Wright actually played really well, which he's he's been obviously burning. <laughs> probably the wild cards and the thylacines a bit lately but wow like this and this is now the third loss in a row for the wild cards they've managed to lose to the you know in the last two weeks they lost to the dingoes the heroes which you know that's you know that's understandable that's understandable you know you, you would obviously hope as the absolute form team three weeks ago that i honestly three weeks ago i said this team is the best team in the AFR, not not just in the OL, but in the SL, any team. This is the best, and and they were just on fire. And then suddenly, I don't know what the last three weeks that it's just all fallen apart. And I don't know quite what to make of it at the moment. I mean, Tom Green and Josh Kelly are not going to play like that again. I'm I'm assuming. I don't know what happened to that. Like I don't know how they were so poor in that Giants massive win. Um, I I'm sure there's an explanation, but. Mm. And then and the Dozers, I mean, we know the Dozers. Like, they, they actually do have some quality players. You know, Steel, obviously LDU being back helps. Yep. Um, May is great. Hugo uh, Hagen, when he fires, I mean, he's going to be awesome, I think. Golden is awesome. So we know they have the ability. They've just had so many holes and and so much inconsistency with some of the young players. So um, I wouldn't trust the Dozers to do one thing or another. But, man, the, the real questions here around the wild cards, is this – like, is it, well, to be frank, their they're top three, like, they've gone from being, like, odds on to finish first overall to now, like, are they actually going to finish top three? They mm. need they need to actually win some games soon or um, 
the Titans are coming for them. Yep. Yep. Um, in terms of the commission of votes, mate, I gave three to Jack Steele, two to Goulden, and one to Merritt. Nice. Yep. All righty. Let's have a look at the ladder. It's really that, that middle bunch is really starting to, yeah, become very congested. Because the points for, well, the back, sorry, is just pretty close in a couple of sp spots. All right. Um, number one, we have the Dingo sitting on top with 11 wins, three losses, one draw. Um, then we have the Heroes in second on 11, 4, and 0. Then we have the Wild Cards in third on 10 and 5. Then we have the Titans on 9, 5 and 1. So as you said, Steve, they're certainly well and truly in touch because of that wild card. So, sorry, the draw for the, 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 the Titans have got is keeping them well and yeah. truly in touch there. Um, the, the Mighty Bucks are in fifth on 6, 8 and 1. And likewise, it's the draw that's keeping them there because you've got Natas in sixth on 6 and 9 with a better back score than the Bucks. Then you've got the Surrey Scorpions on 6 and 9 in 7th. The Chargers are in 8th on 5, 9 and 1. Then you've got the Dozers um, now in 9th uh, on 5 and 10. And then you've got the Blue Flames in 10th on 11 and... Oh, sorry, 4 and 11. So you'd think uh, after the, the Dozers now winning two games in a row and looking like a million dollars this week, if they can, uh, like seriously, the 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 fifth fifth to uh, ninth situation is that murky and broken that uh, if the Dozers can keep reeling off wins, there's no reason why they can't make a run for finals at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's literally six points. So as you said, it's two games. So if everything goes their way. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, it's almost guaranteed at this point that uh, somebody is going to make finals below 500 because the, yeah. the top the top four teams have ended up being that dominant that you've just got this massive, you know, tail of like the Bucks, Adulterers, Scorpions, Chargers, Dozers. There's a game and a half between all of them. But it, like unless the Bucks, Natas or Scorpions run the table from here, which <laughs> given the way they've gone all season, winning six out of 15 so far, you don't think that's that super likely. So, you know, we're going to have a team get in with either eight wins or, heck, it could even be only seven wins, seven and a half, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that's the sort of circumstances we have here. Um, so, hey, the Dozers, uh, I guess it's not impossible. <laughs> Speaking from a EPL perspective, who's going to get sucked into that relegation battle? Not that we have a relegation, but you know what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, the the... You'd think the Blue Flames have definitely got a lock on not being in the Champions League next year, which is a bit sad for them. Mm. Uh, now, you know, they're just well, – I guess if Jeremy Cameron comes back next week, though, really anything can happen. But, I don't know, his form was pretty lousy before he got injured anyway. But but the Dozers look like they're making a push. And, I mean, it's it's that close that even, like, one win here or there is going to yeah. make the difference as to who is the other team that misses Champions League. So, yeah. Mm. It's going to be very, very close. All righty, let's jump across, have a look at the Super League. Let me just refresh this page. Of course, we're doing this just after um, the, league, the round is finished, so I'm not sure if Dave has done his commissioner votes. Let me just refresh. It's just taking its little time. No, he hasn't. All right, no worries at all. Um, first game was the Phoenixes up, the Flashing Phoenixes up against the Mighty Atoms. 
So a little bit of a grudge match here. 172 for the Adams versus 142 for the Phoenixes. Um, Parrish was outstanding, getting 21 at Rover. But Wangani Malera, 24 at midfield, was at, geez, that's got to be one of his best kicking games. Sean Darcy getting 29 at Ruck was also pretty good as well. Um, for the Phoenixes, Tom Atkins getting 28 at Tagger. That's insane. Um, Hayden Young, um, oh, he's a midfielder now, um, getting 19 at midfield. But Danaher Cameron, you touched on that a bit earlier, Steve, really didn't do much. And um, McGrath and McGovern in the Phoenixes' back line certainly didn't help as well. Can you believe, honestly, that, like, I actually thought the Phoenixes were a huge chance this week on the back of the fact that Brisbane was playing West Coast. Yep. And somehow Joe Danaher and Charlie Cameron both went goalless. And they smashed West Coast. And they smashed West Coast. But I'm like, but how? But what? Like, what? <laughs> like, how, how did that How did that happen? <laughs> like, I mean, I know Gunston kicked six, obviously. But, but I mean, seriously. Like, I mean, hey, if you, you want to tell me, like, oh, they only got one or two. Yeah, sure. Both? Nothing? Yeah. What? That is insane. Um, yeah, the Adams, like the Adams on the other hand are like, like their whole team is looking fantastic. Maybe Gimby's, you know, hit the rookie wall a little bit of tagger, but um, mm-hmm. except for that forward line, obviously last week they lost Fritch for the year and this week they've lost King for the year. So the Bucks, the Bucks and the uh, Adams have a oddly parallel forward line, but the Adams are now, um, they're going to be playing Lacosius, I think, and they've got Mitch, Michito Owens as well as their, um, I think they're only other forwards. <laughs> and Lacosius has actually been doing okay as a forward. I mean, like, you know, he only got 13 this week, but it was a pretty yeah. tough loss the, the Gold Coast took anyway. So, but um, it's it's tough because it looks like the Adams with this win have all but sewn up a final spot. Um, but now they've got no forward line. Yeah. Rough. Yeah, very rough. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, next one was the Marvels up against Nexus. Nexus got up here, 187 to the Marvels. Just continued that pain for the Marvels. They have not had any luck this year with one, uh, only getting 104.5. Um, for Nexus, Kipwood, 23. Tom Hawkins, 19. Not a bad forward line line up there. You got Lucky Neal at centre. Liam Duggan was moved into midfield, getting 24. Um, Rory Legg getting 21 at Rover, but we touched on this before, Steve. Luke Ryan getting 32.5 at K-back was just too good. His tagger of Rosier and Vlaston at back certainly didn't help the cause, so it could have been over 200 if it had been um, decent scores from them. But, um, but yeah, good score there for Nexus. But as I said, the, the Marvels have not had a very good run. Um, their big call-out this week was probably Jordan Dawson getting 19 at midfield. But um, the rest of the team really didn't do much at all. No, they, they, the Marvels are interesting. They had that little flash post-mid-season draft, like, yeah. wins, which suddenly made them go, well, maybe if they keep winning, they could. Yep. I think we all knew it wasn't really going to happen. And, uh, yep, the uh, flame has well and truly been extinguished at this point. But Nexus, Nexus is the story here. Like, obviously, that we've had a pretty set top three for quite a while. And Nexus had a rough start to the year. And now they are really coming on strong. Um and they're just, yeah, they're they're in fourth, but man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough to stop them breaking into that top three if they uh, keep putting up scores like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just too strong, too too strong. One eighty-seven. 
Next one was the Brawlers up against the Thylacines. Thylacines too strong, 182 to the Brawlers, 156. For the Thylacines, um, Hogan getting 30 at key forward was pretty good. Um, Goulden getting 24 at midfield. Cripsk 24 at um, at Rover. Uh, Nick Blakey getting 15 at back was also good. And as Oscar McInerney, as we've already mentioned, Steve, getting 17.5 at Ruck for the Brawlers. Look, there's a couple of shining lights here, but I think Bill has realistically been, uh, if you ask him, has probably been in rebuild since uh, round one, although he was at the top of the ladder, I think, for quite a while. Um, but he named um, Will Ashcroft at bench, but didn't end up needing him because everyone played. But um, uh, scrolling through, Jack Steele getting 24 at Tagger was pretty good. Jared Witts getting 22 at... At Ruck, Stephen May getting 19.5 at Keyback, but the um, midfield of um, Taranto and Liam Baker certainly didn't help. Sarong, as I mentioned earlier, on only getting 24 at, at centre as well. Yeah. Not quite drawing board for Brawlers. 156 is still a pretty damn good score, but um, yeah, not good enough against the Thylacines this week. Yeah, the Thylacines have had a. We've had a. We've had a lot of war room discussions, me and Zach, over like his forward line. I mean, he ultimately has a ridiculous number of forwards that in the last two weeks in a row, he had scored no goals at forward or key forward while his bench went off. And so this week we literally sat down and wrote out all of his forwards and all of their form lines and tried to work out who is this. We, we don't even want to have a good performance. We just want an average performance is what Zach and I were sort of saying. <laughs> so we... <laughs> And um, and it was definitely painful after we like after much discussion we 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 I think uh, we we initially thought we were going to play Waitman and then or maybe Eugle Hagen and then we didn't play either of them and then they of course both went off this week on Friday night and I was like no not again <laughs> <laughs> not again so um, the the relief in the room was palpable when Hogan kicked even his first goal like for the first time in three weeks Zach actually scored a goal from one of his forwards <laughs> <laughs> so. And then obviously he went on to kick four, and then Marshall kicked a couple, and then even Peter Wright, as we saw at the um, the, 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 the league, had, had a bag of goals. So he's, I mean, the Thylacines forwards are ridiculous, but yeah, it, it was great to see him actually have some of them actually kick goals while they're in his yeah. forward line. And uh, the Thylacines, maybe they're back now. They're the team that seems to be on, you know, days are numbered kind of in the top three, it feels like, with Nexus sort of creeping up behind them. But obviously a 182 makes you feel like maybe they do belong in the top three. Maybe, maybe. But massive, massive loss here for the Brawlers, though. This was, they, you know, the Thylacines have been vulnerable, you feel like. And the Brawlers played a good game, but just didn't quite get the job done. And I think this... um, like you were sort of suggesting, maybe this might be that the ship has sailed a little bit for the Brawlers, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next game was the Sons of God up against the Phantoms. Fa- Sons of God got up here, 165 to the Phantoms, 145. Uh, Sons of God looked too strong, obviously, in the end, but um, Tom Stewart getting 21 at key back. Andrew Phillips getting 15.5 at Ruck. Charlie Kurnos, 26 at at um at key forward um interesting thing i found with this game steve was that the phantoms had the best key forward and forward in the whole league yeah um with aaron norton getting 31 and finlayson getting 22 they also had jeremy govan getting 19.5 a key back excuse me got a cough nick newman getting 19 at midfield 
Sorry about that. But um, as you touched on before, Josh Kelly only getting the six at centre. So there was quite a few of his players which were down, but um, certainly the Phantoms are looking forward with this particular forward line that's going to hopefully keep him, well, something to build around at least. The Phantoms have been down the bottom <clears throat> all year. They need a shining light, so hopefully that's their shining light. I don't know. Like they've, they obviously lost Tom Lynch, which was their big loss for the year. But I, I, I don't know what happened to Josh Kelly at centre. Like I'm mm. sure there's an explanation. Like we, like I said, I, I don't think he got injured. That was the weird thing to me. Like he was okay. getting. I was watching him and he was getting stats through the game. So I don't know whether he, maybe he did get some sort of an injury and that hindered him. But I'm like, man, that's a brutal, brutal score at centre, and cost him the game, obviously, against the Sons of God. Um, the Sons of God got the win over the Phantoms. Are we impressed? Do we do we feel like the Sons of God have turned it around? Because they definitely have been uh, questionable at best over the last few weeks. Um, and, you know, they are also, much like the Thylacines, they've been kind of under the pump with the way Nexus has been going. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a very intense finish to this uh, season in the uh, top five, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, last game, Convicts up against the Warriors. I, Warriors is just like Q is in the rack. Um, <laughs> the Convicts, 136.5 to the Major Warriors, 79. Um, convicts, not fantastic, but... Certainly, when you're up against 79, it doesn't really matter what you put up. Zach Merritt nearly scored it on himself, getting 40, not 39, sorry, at centre. Um, Callum Mills getting 14 at Tagger. Toby Nankervis getting 16.5 at Ruck. Uh, Taylor Walker, as we already touched on, Steve, did okay getting 18 at key forward. For the Warriors, Trelaw was really the only one to call out here, getting 14 at Rover. Um, he named Goldstein, didn't play. Um but, yeah, the rest of the team, not great. No, obviously, again, Bailey Smith, don't know what happened there. It was obviously not his week. I don't want to cry about Dylan Williams anymore. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Petrarca was great, but not not kicking. Rory Lobbs, mm-hmm. a waste of space. Uh, the convicts were not convincing this week, but they got the job done. They had the eighth best score of the round. And, um Hey, good for them that they got the win over the Warriors, but um, it's a bit of a, a little bit of a worry, um, particularly the, I'm assuming, um, you know, Nankervis is going to be gone probably for the rest of the regular season at least. So uh, hopefully the convicts have got some depth at Ruck. Um, but, um, yeah, so, and the convicts have got a, they've got some big games coming up as we'll see. Uh, so they are in first at the moment, but it's a little bit tenuous. So at Ruck, they've got Reece Stanley, Tim English, and Toby Nankervis. They'll be okay. So t- Tim English will be able to come in. Maybe not quite as strong as Nankervis, but no. it'll hurt him a little. So we'll see. We'll see how they yeah. go when the, when the crunch comes in the next few weeks. Yeah. Is the top five settled here, Steve? At number it's, one, we have... Ooh, all the top five it. teams won this week. So Yeah. Was, <laughs> um, number one, we have the Ashy Convicts on 11 and 4. Um, their back is at 37. Um, the Thylacines are in second, also on 11 and 4, but they're 171 back. Sons of God, still the highest scoring team, are sitting in third. They're on 10 and 5. But you've got Nexus, which is on 10 and 5 in fourth, but they're only 26 points back in their back. That makes sense, doesn't it? Um, then we have the Mighty Adams are in fifth on 9 and 6. 
hence why you're saying it's settled. We've got the Brawlers, certainly not showing the form that will bring them into the top five, but they're in sixth spot on seven and eight. The Marvels certainly aren't going to make the five on the form that they're currently in. They're in seventh on six and nine. Then we have the Phoenixes in eighth on five and ten. Then we have the Phantoms on three and twelve, and the Warriors in tenth on three and twelve. Yeah, so uh, as you can sort of see, I mean, the Brawlers, if they ran the table from here and the Adams lost every game, they could still sneak in, but, <laughs> but um, odds of that happening very, very low. The the really interesting battle here, obviously, is, you know, well, I think there's obviously one game separating the top four teams, and even the Adams uh, are not, you know, only one back of that even. So, like, uh, it's it feels like anything could happen with this, uh, you know, with this top five. Like, they you, you could almost name any order, almost. It's probably hard to see the Adams getting to first, but... <laughs> But you could still see the Adams, like, you know, if they if they were to win the next three, they could still end up top three, which is, you know, is, is almost as good as uh, anything. So um, so it's really, man, it's – and there's some amazing matchups coming up uh, in the next few weeks. Like, there's, there's a number of, t- number of these top five teams are going to have to play each other in the coming weeks, and that is – it's just going to be huge now that – now that it does look like the top five is settled, it's uh, – it's, yeah, it's going to be an epic last few weeks here. I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. That is certainly right. All righty. Um, we had, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, we have a couple of cup games that have already been. Um, we already know the grand finals for. So let's jump across, have a look at the standard because that was played this week. Um, we've got uh, obviously a rematch happening because in the semi final we had the Dingoes up against the Convicts, and it was a draw. It so was. one thirty six each. So although the website says it is one thirty six each, and the convicts is currently just the way it's been scripted, the way it's been done, as the convicts have gone through, but that is not exactly true. There will be a replay this week, um, and the winner of the, that game um, will take the place of the convicts. Um, if you're looking at the actual um, fixture as we stand right now. Um, the other one, who they're going to meet, it was the Mighty Bucks up against the Brawlers, and the Brawlers got up there. So whoever wins next week out of the Dingoes and the Convicts is going to play the Brawlers in the grand final. Yeah, exciting. Well, you know, it's a pretty pretty high-quality field for the standard, to be honest. Um, sometimes that's the way it works out. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so the Brawlers, even though it looks like finals is now beyond them in the premiership, they are still very much alive in the standard. Yep. Very, very true. Now, the other one we had was the AFR Cup. Um, this interesting play of events here. Um, so in round 14, we had the Wildcards up against the Sons of God. Um, Sons of God got up here um, 158.5 to the Wildcards 150. And then in the other semifinal, we had Natasha Dolteras up against the Titans. And the Titans got up. So 169 to the um Natas 145.5. So the grand final, which is in the semi-final week, mate, we've got the Sons of God up against the Titans. And, of course, that's the same manager. Yeah, <laughs> Ben McAllister. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be quite the, uh, quite, quite the week that week for him. Like, it's, it actually does mean that the Titans have beaten Natas a couple of weeks in a row here. Yeah. Yeah, ouch. Um, but, uh, no, um, I don't I – don't, have we had that before? I'm trying to think if Natas and Nexus have ever got into the grand final with each other before. I don't think it's ever happened. I don't know. And it certainly wasn't Chargers and Diggers. 
we've, we've had a couple of times where Natas and Nexus almost were in the Champions League final together, yep. but, for the, but for the convicts. They might have been in the same group, but not in the grand final, I don't think. No, I think, I think that might be the, that might be a first. Yep. Well, there you go, Ben. Great, great way to start the uh, festivities. Indeed. Um, but in the gaps that we've had, Steve, we haven't had any Champions Leagues. So we're still – Champions League is going to start back up again, and we've got the run-in. So 16, 17, 18 are all Champions League. Um, let's just do a quick recap of what Group 1 and Group 2 are looking like. So Group 1, we got the wild cards on top sitting with 12 points. We have Nexus on 8 points. We have the Titans on 4 points and the Chargers on 0. You think you you do feel like this that the way that um, is shaping is is exactly the way it's probably going to finish. Like the this week, obviously Titans play Chargers, and if the Chargers do the right thing and get out of the way, the Titans will get a win, and that will give us some interest maybe in what's coming. Uh, mm. Particularly if um if the Wild Cards can top Nexus this week, although the way Nexus is playing and the way Wild Cards are playing lately, it's a little bit. Eh. But um, but if, if the wildcards do manage to find form this week and knock off Nexus, then suddenly the Titans and Nexus really will be a showdown of sorts. But you still feel like, you know, Nexus will beat the Chargers yep. and and the Titans are probably not going to beat them. Well, maybe they could pull off something over the wildcards, maybe. But but the, their back is already pretty out there, so it's going to be very hard for the Titans to overtake Nexus from here. They're, mm. they're going to have to win every game. And hope that Nexus only beats the Chargers, and yep. that's 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 a stretch. That is a stretch. Um, group two, we have the Heroes on top with eight points, with a back of zero. Then we have the Blue Flames on in second on eight points, back of eighty-three. Adams are on four points in third, back of thirty-eight point five. And the Scorpions are in fourth on four points, also getting with a back of 46. So it's pretty close here. Um, obviously, the Blue Flames are sitting in second because of the amount of points they've got. But their back score could come back and bite them. Yeah, well, that's the Blue Flames are the anomaly here. I guess in some ways you could say they're trying to pull off a little bit of a Liverpool, you know, see if they can win the Champions League and qualify for it next year that way because they're not going to qualify through the normal means since they're on the bottom of the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, the Atoms, you would think, being a, you know, entrenched top five team should be the team. And obviously they've got the slightly better back on the Scorpions. They should be the team that you'd expect to win and overtake the Blue Flames. I mean, the Heroes should trounce the Blue Flames this week and open it up then. So whoever, like the, the big game is obviously this week, Adams Scorpions, you'd think. If whoever wins out of the Adams and Scorpions this week, Mm-hmm. We'll have a huge leg up because you'd think then the uh, final two games would just play out like, well, if the Adams, I'm assuming Adams and Scorpions should beat the Blue Flames, probably lose to the Heroes. That means then whoever wins this week out of Adams Scorpions will come through in second. Yep. Uh, but the Blue Flames, obviously, they've got two wins already. So um, would one more do it? No, because their back is so poor, but yep. they probably they, they do need probably two more, um, they, which I think that's their problem. Yep. Um, it, one more, they may be able to get away with it if the Adams and Scorpions somehow, you know, split and then have, like, if, if they're one more, like, say, for example, if the Blue Flames beat the Adams, but then the Scorpions beat the, oh, then the Adams beat the Scorpions, and then every, and the Heroes beat everybody else, then the Blue Flames will just, you know, one win each and they can sneak through in second, but... Um, but it would need everything to go right for them for that to happen. So 
Yeah. Whoever Good time for getting Cameron back. Yeah, so whoever wins out of Adam Scorpions this week, as long as they can back up that win with a win over the Blue Flames, yep. they're through probably. Yeah. So big, big game this week for them, the Adams and the Scorpions. Oh, that that is that is true. All right, now let's jump across, have a look at who's playing who in this week. Let's start with the Super League, mate. Just to be just to be different, Super League. First game we have the Farmptons versus the Marvels. Uh, I don't care who wins. Farmptons. Does anyone care who wins this game? Uh, no, but I think I think the Farmptons will win it. I'm sure. I'm sure Thomas and Dave might. Okay, I guess Thomas will probably. I, I think the Farmtons will win. They're in ninth, so the Farmtons mm. might care about trying to make Champions League next year. I guess, um, although they're they're two games back of the Phoenixes, so uh, it's going to be a tough ask. But uh, I, yeah, I feel like the Farmtons should win. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't no. think we spend any more time on that game. No. Uh, <laughs> next one: Thylacines versus the Warriors. Thylacines. The Thylacines should the man, the Thylacines are gonna be so happy with this. Like I mean, they are obviously clinging by their teeth to that top three spot at the moment, with the vain hope that maybe, you know, they'll pull a Bradbury and they'll be able to sneak into first. But obviously the more likely scenario is they're gonna eventually all the superpowers around them are gonna just overpower them and they'll drop to fourth or fifth, and that'll be that, and they'll probably be one and done in the finals. But but you know, getting a nice dare I say it, easy win against the Warriors. Yeah, would suit them nicely, but man, at least at least when I look at this, I'm like, at least we don't use percentage, <laughs> <laughs> because it'll yeah. be a nice little percentage boost at this one. You think? Well, you'd think so, but the well, I don't know. We'll see what the Warriors do this week. Yeah. Maybe they'll be stung from last week's abysmal performance and will suddenly rebound with a major effort. Who knows? You never know. Um, Adams versus Sons of God is the next one. Massive game. Well, obviously, if the Adams can somehow pull this off with their no forward line, they'll actually draw level with the Sons of God on games, like on wins. Sorry. So, so obviously, if the Adams, well, yeah, literally almost, if the Adams have any chance of finishing top three, it it is right here. Like if they win this game, it is on like Donkey Kong Adams for top three. Sons of God, on the other hand, are like, man, if we want it, like, and the Sons of God would still be honestly feeling like they are the team who should be finishing first, especially after last year. And in the end, for all of their wobbling of late, you know, they only won two of their last four, um, you know, a win this week could see them jump straight into first. Like, but, but again, a loss could see them in fourth. So that's how tight this top five is. Um, So uh, Sons of God, uh, who do I pick? I pick Sons of God, but uh, Andy Adams, uh, this is their moment. If they're gonna, if they're gonna take it. This is their moment. I guess it dem- depends on which forward line they pick. They've, they've only got two forwards left. The Adams. It's the cosy oh. and the coziest and um, Owens. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sons of God then for me. <laughs> um, next one is the Phoenix is up against the Brawlers. Brawlers have put the queue in the rack surely, and this is going to be a Phoenix win. Well, who, who's Brisbane playing? Because that's, I mean, like, well, it didn't work for me last week with that West Coast situation. I thought, ah. Oh, Phoenixes could actually beat the Adams, but um, Brisbane's playing Melbourne at the MCG. Nah, Brawlers will win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brawlers will win. I mean, Elise will probably be 
she'd probably like to get the win over uh, the Brawlers. And um, because obviously if the Brawlers beat the Phoenix this week and the Adams lose the Sons of God, which is what you'd expect. Suddenly there'll be only one game between them with two rounds to go. Tension will come back into that top five spot maybe. So this is Brawlers have still got some chance, but um, yeah, nah, I still think the Brawlers will win. Not that they're going to make finals, but yeah. Yep. And then the big one. Then the big one. We've got um, the Convicts up against the Bunny. I mean, against the against Nexus. Wow. Number one team against the team with the form uh, that seems to be almost undeniable at the moment. So, we, so it's great having like we've got third versus fifth, and we've got first versus fourth, and then we've got Thylacines playing the Warriors, eating popcorn on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I think Nexus will be too strong for this one. Yeah, I do too. And it's um, and the funny thing is, so if if this happens, if Nexus beats the Convicts, um, and you know Sons of God win as well, and and then the Thylacines get over the Warriors, the Thylacines will actually go back to first, but there'll be three teams, one win behind them, <laughs> like all with a better points for than the Thylacines. So that's what we've just predicted, buddy. <laughs> so that would be talk about with like two rounds to go. Four teams within one win and like and yeah wow that's talk about a uh, talk about a climax to a season that yep. would be amazing yeah it's exciting it is um, all right over to the original league we have N- Surrey Scorpions up against Natas Adulterers I think Natas would get up here wouldn't you. Sixth versus seventh. So Natas has all the form. Obviously, I'm sure Cameron would we would hate the fact that we haven't mentioned yet that Natas were again the second highest scoring team this week and lost by half a point. And so they'll be bitterly disappointed that they are back in sixth uh, at this moment in time. But the Scorpions, the, the Scorpions just keep lurking. They just they, they just won't quite go away. Every they, they you know they can't seem to quite get a big winning streak or a huge form going on. But they get the wins, even if it's because their opponent didn't have a rock. And <laughs> you like to think again, everything says Natash should win this, and I would say, yep, Natash would be favourite, and I should tip them. But man, those Scorpions, it's kind of like in the Champions League as well. They like snuck into the phase two. And here they are. They're on the bottom of the, you know, bottom of the group two ladder at the halfway point. And yet, yep. man, they could just sneak a win this week. And then they'll be suddenly in second. It'll be like, what the heck? Where did they come from? That's kind of the way the Scorpion season is going. So Natas, and Natas need to be careful here because they lose this week to the Scorpions. Um, yeah, their finals hopes are looking real grim. So uh, this this is a huge game. Whoever loses this game is in some serious finals trouble. So so it's going to be epic. Yeah. I, again, I'll pick Natas, but wow, it's going to be huge. Okay. Uh, dingoes versus Dozers. Dingoes. Yeah, you'd hope the Dingoes could win this one, but somehow they seem to drop games to teams that they probably shouldn't, and yet they've got a almost perfect record against all the top teams, which makes no sense at all. Yeah. But I, I'll pick Dingoes, I guess. <laughs> um, Heroes v. Chargers. Heroes, although I'm always going to tip the Chargers, but Heroes will be too strong. Heroes. Uh, I don't have a ruck. <laughs> Heroes, Heroes are on a mission at this point. Yeah. Um, Blue Flames up against the Bucks. Ooh, big, big game. There's a bit of a grudge game too. Bit of a grudge game, and the Bucks obviously, like after the desperation they showed this week, you'd think, and I'm all over the end, like we talked about, I guess it'll be Larky and Finlayson, but uh, mm. 
the Bucks should be able to cobble together a forward line and, uh, and they should get the win here over the Blue Flames, all things being equal. And again, this will be an, I mean, they can, you cannot stress anymore how important this win will be to the Bucks. You know, they know that one of the Scorpions or Natas are going to win this week. So they have to win or they're, they're out of the five. Um, and they're playing the bottom team. They cannot afford to lose this game. Bucks. Geelong is playing Essendon at GMHBA. Yeah, yes. So I'm just thinking if um, Cameron is back. It's not still not the easiest of games to kick a bag against Essendon at this point in time, so it could be tough for the Blue Flames, I think. Yep. I, yep. Bucks. Bucks for me. Um, Titans versus Wildcards is the next and, one. Yeah, this is the big one here. Like, if you think then the Tass Scorpions is big, how about Titans Wildcards? Wildcards on a three-match losing streak up against the upstart Titans – if the Titans win this game, they are in the top three. Yeah, that's how big this is. So, and I, I don't know what to make of the wild cards form line at the moment. Um, they, they seem to be in a bit of a tailspin. They need like some serious. I don't know what they need to do. They need to snap <laughs> out of it, and they need to do it quick. Reminds me of I don't know all the weird cartoons where <laughs> with there's a pilot asleep. I don't know. That's what it seems like. Um, I mean, I feel like the last time we talked, I was talking about how the Titans are in danger of missing finals, and now mm-hmm. here we are. One win, and they're in the top three. Um, I've got to pick the wild cards because I can't, I can't believe that they're going to keep nosediving like this. But, man, it's a worry. It's a big worry. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to pick, man? What are you going to pick? Come on. I'm going Titans. So the wild cards, they've been they've been a pretender all year. Um, well, at this point, pointy end, yeah, I'm going to go to the Titans. There we go. Yeah, it's all happening. <clears throat> Interesting one. All righty, cool. All right. Um, so yes, yeah, so we've got some big games coming up. Um, obviously, there's only a couple of weeks left in the um home and away season. Um, so. Yeah, sorry, I was just in the middle of doing something. I just had an idea. Instead of having the teams on the the page, on the um, the round page, Steve, I was thinking I could put the logos there instead of the actual just like writing Surrey Scorpions. I could put the logo there. A bit more visual. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It'll make it a little bit bigger, but um, anyway, I'll have a play around with it during the week, depending on what works like. Anyway. I'll worry about that later. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, good to be back. Um, we'll be back, oh, I'd like to say, this time next week, but who knows? Depends <laughs> what we feel like. No, we'll, we'll be back. Um, we should be back this time next week. Um, thank you again, Steve. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll be back soon. See ya. See ya.